You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. everyone welcome to no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports we are presented by belly up sports in association with godzilla media and to my right is the is the lead candidate for the coaching job at auburn university dustin henry dustin (laughs) how are you doing today oh i'm doing all right doing all right let me tell you we're going to be throwing lots of rolls of toilet paper on the trees at tumors corners after at corners after i get there (laughs) <laughs> well, it's either you or Adam Gase, I suppose. So, oh, geez, I could, I could beat him out, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I suppose the meme that, that if uh, the introductory press conference, the meme will be uh, him looking for a Milo sweet tea, like uh, around when it's during the press conference. Oh boy, what a disaster that still is. Yeah, that press conference was something else. Yep, and now it's a meme. So mm-hmm. the memes are forever. Immortalized. But before we get into the, yeah, exactly. Before we get into this. <laughs> week's episode we're gonna re- remind you first about our uh about our social media channels we're gonna talk lots of nfl tonight lots of nfl talk and uh some fun things in the odds and ends segment but before we do that just want to remind you about our socials on twitter instagram and tiktok it's at no creds req facebook.com forward slash no creds req youtube you can actually find us at youtube.com forward slash at no creds req now i was able to change the handle today so i'm i was pretty happy about that fantastic yeah we actually have a handle and dustin other really great news we've actually broken the century mark in on youtube for subscribers yeah i'll put it again 100 Oh, geez, it's on a loop. <laughs> yeah, it's going. 
It's thank, gone. You, thank you to those who answered the bell. Yeah. There. And now, we got our we got our hundred <laughs> subscriber on Halloween. That was our that was our mission to have a hundred subscribers by Halloween. So we're very happy. And thank you for those who have subscribed. Uh, our next goal is 250 by the end of this year, this calendar year. So so subscribe, keep them coming, tell a friend, tell an enemy. You know? Yeah. You never know what you might find on the YouTube channel. Ryan exactly. might upload some surprises for you. <laughs> I, maybe I will. So uh, we got the socials down here on the podcast side. Subscribe to the podcast. Spreaker is our home base, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, basically any platform that you can find. We're, we're there. We're there. And if you're able to rate five stars is the preferred number of stars and also leave a review on any platform that you can. And if it's sufficiently cruel and unusual and makes me laugh or makes one of us laugh, we'll read it on the air. <laughs> Challenge right. accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into NFL week eight, our wrap up here. And this is uh, we're just about to crest the halfway mark of the season next week is week nine that is, that means that it, i mean i mean a lot, a lot of i mean a lot of the playoff races are still wide kind of wide open we see some that we see some teams pulling away in the divisions we see yeah. some teams kind of pulling back um but we're we got a lot to get into here so let's start off with the biggest upset dustin in your mind who was the biggest upset of the week for you well, it's not so much that it was one powerhouse team knocking off another. Uh, for me, this game was just plain surprising. And to me, I was I saw a lot of this game. I was up at my friend Dave's house watching the Giants Seahawks. It's been a long tradition. Whenever, whenever they play each other, we watch it. Yep. But uh, someone in his family is a Saints fan, so I saw a lot of the Saints game. Let me tell you, I did not expect the Saints to absolutely blank the Las Vegas Raiders. What is going on with the Raiders? And have we seen <laughs> everybody's been talking about the resurgence, the surprising resurgence of Geno Smith this year. But is Andy Dalton having a little bit of a resurgence of his own? The Saints yeah, right? are averaging the Saints offense is averaging 30 points per game with Andy Dalton at quarterback. And they said they're going to go with him uh, for the rest of the way. Um, Chris Olave looks like a superstar in the may in the making. Alvin Kamara is Alvin Kamara. He's starting to get the work in the passing game that we thought he would. But the bigger surprise for me in this game is the Raiders. Um, famously, we both said that we thought the Raiders would have some juice after some of their offseason acquisitions. We thought Derek Carr would would be able to put it together with his best uh, best college friend there, Devontae Adams, signing down there. And it just really hasn't happened. And what's worse is Josh Jacobs, who I who I um, chided the Raiders organization for putting him in the Hall of Fame game. I thought he would not have that much of a role in the offense. He's been one of the bright spots. He's been unbelievable. But the Raiders just, wow, it, it's not looking good in Vegas. Absolutely. Oh, and I forgot to uh, I forgot to mention that. Uh, we appreciate your algorithmic engagement con comments. I forgot to play the the, the, the harp. So oh, we can't forget the harp. Can't forget the harp. 
bring us your engagement algorithmic engagement comments i uh, put it in uh, both on youtube and on facebook what's your biggest upset your biggest disappointment your most impressive performance and your hottest take from nfl week eight let us know in the comments whether you're watching on facebook whether you're watching on youtube if you're on our social media channel any social media channels or if you're watching uh, afterwards on the replay let us know let us know yeah yeah, always. It's not just us that have a voice on the show. This is this is your chance to get involved. And also, this if, is, this if is the people show, <laughs> if you think if you think that this guy in his in his uh, in his room with the landlord beige walls thinks if, if you think I'm crazy, let me know in the comments. Just be like, hey, you're way off base. Andy Dalton is still Andy Dalton, and I'm going to tell you why. Let yeah. us know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they see this guy with the bric-a-brac behind him. If you think he has a bad take, let 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 us know in the comments. Yeah. We appreciate them. Now, for me, the biggest upset in my mind it was the uh, Browns beating the Bengals, and yes. this was a Monday night. This was last night's Monday night game. I was shocked by the result, thirty-two thirteen. But the biggest thing for me is that uh, Joe Burrow is is getting the getting the uh, he's seeing ghosts himself, and he's and that ghost is Miles Garrett. And Miles yeah. Garrett was in his kitchen. He was in his living room, in his uh, hallway, his his fire pit, his living swimming pool. He was in all that and more last night against the uh, and Joe uh, for uh, the, the Browns. Uh, fun fact about about Joe Burrow: he has never beaten the Cleveland Browns. That accident that was mentioned. Um... When I saw that in in the show rundown for tonight's show, I was shocked. And uh, I mean, yeah, Miles Garrett got in there and took the remote, changed the channel on his TV. I mean, he was all over. He was yeah. all over him. And it seems that he had he kind of has Joe Burrow's number um, over the year. I think Miles Garrett said, "I'm always going to get to him," and it seems like he always gets to him. It's yeah. it's uh, amazing to see. Yeah, and what's funny is that uh, is that the last couple of weeks Joe Burrow has been he's been outstanding. He's been he's been solid. I know because I've seen it in one of my fancy teams. Unfortunately, we got the mustache rides that ride had to be oh, shut no. down this week. Big old L, the first L of the season. So somewhere the seventy two Dolphins, those old kooks, they'll bring out old farts, bring out the champagne for that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mercury Morris is going to bust through the wall of your house like the Kool Aid man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're still undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the, the, the protection for the Browns, uh, the Browns, the Bengals has been very solid. They've, they've cleaned that up quite a bit until last night. And it was, it was yeah. evident in the scoreboard. It was evident on the field that, that, uh, that Keebler elf is somehow still on the field of Brown Stadium. I don't know how he didn't go with the dog. With yeah. The elf. Yeah, I don't know. Brownie the elf. I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it either. All right, we're gonna move on to biggest disappointment. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off with this one, and this is this might take me a few minutes, but uh, I was supposed to have uh my crash landing Monday. Uh, with my buddy uh, Dan Goldstein last night. Shout out to Dan, South Florida Jets fan. Uh, it was Halloween last night, so he was he was uh, out trick or treating with his little girl, and I was up here in New York. I was uh, handing out treats, but I was also fighting the cold. I've been also fighting the cold, um, so if I sound a little nasally, too bad. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna go over the 
disappointment of the New York Jets losing to the New England Patriots. And I'm sorely disappointed in our quarterback, Zach Wilson. He had a great first half. He had a great, he had pretty good 22 minutes and 30 seconds. And the Jets were in Mac Jones's face. They caused cause a turnover, and Zach Wilson gives the ball right back. And then after this penalty, and I'll and I'll, this will be my hottest take in a few minutes. This referee, this this these referees, I swear, it's like they have it out for the New York Jets. No, no I'm not going with. I'm not going to say it's a conspiracy theory. I'm not going to say that, but a roughing the passer penalty where Mac Jones releases the ball. John John Franklin Myers takes one step, pushes him to the ground. That took away a pick six, which could have been, which would have put the Jets up 17 to three after the extra point. And this was a potentially, potentially a franchise turning interception. This was a franchise turning pick six. Unfortunately, we see laundry on the field Hmm. and it's a roughing the passer penalty. Now, after and that took away the seven points, the Jets stopped the Patriots. There it was what well, was ten instead of the seventeen three lead, it was a ten six lead at the half. And after the press conference, oh, we also saw a phantom op uh, offensive pass interference penalty on the Patriots' only touchdown of the game too, which was not called. Um, but after the game, Robert Sala says Robert Sala was asked, so what, "What was the ex- explanation on that roughing the passer penalty?" And his explanation was, uh, yeah, he uh, we were explained that uh, uh, JFM hit Mac Jones too hard. Oh man, uh, it's oh. is this a classic case of overcorrection? Do you think? I think everybody's a little gun shy after the after what happened with Tua Tungavailoa earlier this year, and I, as a result, they've swung way in the other direction. I don't know, but after that penalty. It seemed that the Jets kind of did a downward spiral. And Zach Wilson throws that interception, which actually led to the field goal uh, to end the first half. And then Zach Wilson throws another ill-time interception. And then he throws one more ill-time, ill-time interception. And I was watching on red zone. And they cut whatever they cut away to the Jets on offense, I'm like, oh, no, he threw another interception, didn't he? Oh, sure man. shooting. He throws another interception. It's like. Okay, now this season was the Jets picked up all these picked up all these weapons. They got they get Garrett Wilson, they get Sauce Gardner, they got Jermaine Johnson. So their defense can get the offense back on the field. They got all these weapons, and it's right now it's on Zach Wilson to step up his game and nut up, pardon the expression, but nut up and become a man. You know, we all talk about the, the how he allegedly. Uh, had relations with the friends with a friend's mom uh, saying that from uh, that's from an ex uh, that's from an ex-girlfriend of his we don't know if that's true or not yeah but like you, you and he knew it too he after the press conference he was visibly upset with himself and someone had mentioned yeah well, we, we he somebody mentioned yeah you threw for 300 yards how's that feels like I don't care I don't care I we lost because of me yeah and he recognizes it too. So either he's got to he's got to talk to his receivers, or he's got to look at tape, or he's got to work things out with his offensive coordinator, or else this season, which started out with a lot of promise, 
is going to go south really quickly. Yeah, you know, and I will say I respect him for owning up to it the way that he did. But to your point, I would agree with you because, you know, for for a lot of years, you could say the Jets weren't trying to put talent around anybody. So whoever they drafted at quarterback was bound to fail anyway. But this and as an outsider, I am not a Jets fan by any by any means, but just Mm -hmm. from outside observation, uh, Joe Douglas is trying to build a team around Zach Wilson. He realized even even the James Robinson trade, um, Brees Hall goes down. They go out and get James Robinson from the Jags. That shows mm-hmm. that they want to put talent around their quarterback and put him in a position to succeed. The rest is up to him now. Yep. Also, let's fix let's, let's fix that uh, pass protection too. That didn't really help. But Dustin, for you, who's the biggest? What, who, or what was the biggest disappointment for you in Week Eight? For me, the biggest disappointment, and I know it's it's going to be it's going to be a, a popular take, maybe. Um, yeah. But I I think I think that it's DJ Moore, DJ mm. Moore losing his kind of losing his composure at the end of the game. Um, what happened? We all saw it. Um, the quarterback for. The uh, PJ Walker, I believe, is PJ, that PJ Walker? PJ yep. Walker throws an absolute bomb. Yeah, and it was beautiful too. Beautiful. Inexplicably, the Falcons let the one player on Carolina that you don't want to get behind your defense get behind the defense, and DJ Moore makes a spectacular catch in the end zone off of a absolute beautiful pass from PJ mm-hmm. Walker. He takes off his helmet. They've tied the game. The game, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, the Panthers have a chance to win their second game in a row. They're going to kick be this extra first place point. In, the, in the NFC South. Yes. That's <laughs> why this was the biggest disappointment of the week for me. There were stakes with this game. Who would have thought in the beginning of the year that this far into the season there'd be stakes in a game between the Falcons and the Panthers? Well, there were stakes, and he took off his helmet. Oh. And uh, and caused an excessive celebration penalty. He went up in, into the stands with the fans. I get it. You're excited, but you've got to keep it on, under control there because guess what it did? It knocked the extra point try back. As a result, Eddie Pinheiro's trying to kick a 40 – I think it was like a 45-yard. 40, yeah, 40 – some, something like that, a 40-plus yeah, yard extra point. Something in the 40s for an extra point. It shouldn't have been the case. And I remember I was watching a, I was watching the game, and when Pinero missed the kick, um, my friend said, you know, you're paying a kicker to make those kicks. And I said, yeah, but it never I, – I said, your point is valid, but it never should have gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. It, I said, it's DJ Moore's fault. And the, and the thing is – People are going to forget the fantastic play that he made to get the Panthers to that point because of his his mental error of removing his cell, his helmet and jumping into the stands with the fans before the game was over for excessive celebration. You just you just can't do that, especially in a game that has stakes. Like you said, they would have been in first place in the division if they if if that did not happen. Um, and uh it's just unfortunate because what a way to to tie the game. That was a wonderful ending. Yeah. Um, and just to see it happen like that. But also you could argue, 
kickers supposed to make the field goals, but not when you're expecting to make a chip shot extra point. And now you have to, after that adrenaline, you have to kick it away, kick it from much further away than you originally thought. Yep. Yep. Disappointing. It's a big disappointment for Carolina. They could have had first place in the NFC South and, who we thought was going to be who's going to win this division. You know, it's not right now. It's between two teams. You didn't expect to be in contention for the NFC yeah. South title. Yeah. One of them being the Atlanta Falcons. Everybody thought was they're supposed to uh, roll over and die this year. And they haven't. They've played, they've stayed in games. Arthur Smith's team. It's been exciting as actually been uh, keeping staying in games a and B very entertaining to watch, which is going to be our next category for most entertaining game. And Dustin, I'm going to start with you. I've, I have a sus- suspicious feeling. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tret Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. We have the same game in mind. Yes. Yes. Well, I will say that it is the game that I just covered under Biggest Disappointment. The ending of that Carolina and Atlanta game was absolutely perfect and also it was a competitive game to get to that point as well Mm because as you just detailed Mm -hmm. the falcons are kind of like um they're kind of like that team that you don't expect to be entertaining but somehow they are even Mm -hmm. though even though arthur smith is not using you draft kyle pitt kyle pitt's fourth overall and you barely use him and you just run the ball and run 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 the ball but they do have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. And, and Marcus Mariota, he's getting it done. Sometimes it doesn't look pretty, but the Falcons are doing better than anyone thought, in, uh, including myself. I thought they were going to have the first overall pick uh, next year in the draft, possibly, along with my Seahawks. I thought they were going to be right up there, but that's a that's a whole other matter. But this, this game, since Baker Mayfield has been uh, benched and P.J. Walker's come in there, the team has rallied behind him. I think they've rallied behind the interim coach there, Steve Wilkes. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina's not just a – they don't look completely inept anymore either. No. Um, it, it seems like one of those cases of addition by subtraction. So that was just uh, – and that that ending, I've said it before, but if you were to take somebody that doesn't watch football and sit them down in front of the game and say, this is why I watch it, I, I think they would understand yeah, yeah, and as for me, uh, same, same, uh, same for me. It's uh, watching on red zone, cutting in, in and out of uh, of of the games, uh, especially this one. This was a fun game to watch. I, I this would have been fun to see live. I mean, I've been to oh, Atlanta. Yeah. I love that region. Um, 
it's a fun it's a fun place to go to uh to just pal around and whatnot but that would have been a fun atmosphere just to see that back and forth and that long touchdown and that twist at the at the twist after the touchdown of uh dj morgan called for the unsportsmanlike conduct which you know i'll get you know what, i'll get to that later i'll talk yeah. about that later i'll talk about yeah. the the uh, about the officiating later but but no it was just a, an entertaining game to watch you had the uh overtime you had overtime and uh young hui ku with that field goal the game to get the win and the falcons are in first place in the in the <laughs> nfc south it's like it's it was fun it was yeah. fun it was just fun to okay. see them cut back and forth uh, between the game and all those, uh, I mean, and also that defensive touchdown, we had a we had a uh, we had a taint, a ta a touchdown and interception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, that's the best abbreviation in all of sports. Yeah, but uh, we should abolish pick six, and it should be taint forever now. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I I would like to give an honorable mention to the uh, Commanders game. Tyler, uh, Taylor Heineke, you commented about the, the Heineke magic, I think a couple weeks ago on the show. Yep. He, he really is entertaining to watch and Terry McLaurin looks reborn. It is undeniable that he and Heineke have a connection and don't look now, but I, I initially said the commanders were going to be better than, uh, than I think a lot of people thought. And you blink, they're at 500 in that division. Now, yep. obviously, they're not going to win it because you got you have the Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys, all of whom are playing well this year. But they are also not a doormat in the NFC East, any, uh, it would appear. Now, the bloom could come off the rose. They could turn into a pumpkin. But that was quite an entertaining comeback to watch as well. And also Sam Ellinger, he... he I didn't see much of what he did, but the Colts were in that game late, so he couldn't have been too bad. Yep. No, absolutely. Both uh, the Colts and the Commanders, each team desperate for a win, and Washington comes out so uh, with the win. Uh, comes out Indianapolis to win, and that leads into our most notable performance. And I'll start. I'll lead off with the aforementioned Taylor Heineke. He was he went uh, 23 of 31 for 279 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He led the commanders on their game-winning drive, and he got to the command. He gets the commanders to four and four. And right now, if the if the season ended today, they would be in the playoff picture. They'd be one of the wild card spots. Oh wow! Yeah. So you would have. Actually, I think no. I'm sorry. They, I think I think it would be just outside because because uh, San Francisco's four and four, but their vision record is three and zero. Oh. oh yeah. So they would just they're they just on the that. cusp. So so right now, if the season ended, you'd have Philadelphia, Minnesota, Atlanta, and Seattle as your as your top four seeds. Then just you have the like Cowboys and the thought. Giants. Just like everybody <laughs> thought. And then Dallas and the Giants would be the the other two seeds. It'll be the uh, Five and six, and at seven would be San Francisco based on the better division and conference record. But the Commanders were just re- are just right outside that uh, that particular uh, wild card. And you know, if they win a couple more games, they're in contention. You might see Ron Rivera's team, and I also, by the way, condolences to the Rivera family. I understand, understand Ron Rivera's mom passed away today. Oh geez, yeah. yeah. So condolences uh, to Ron. Our, there. our biggest condolences to the Rivera family. 
now they're playing extra inspired with Taylor Heineke at the quarterback. And he was my most impressive, most impressive performance of the week because just, just the fact that he's coming for as, as uh, an injury replacement for Carson Wentz, who was thought to be the, the guy at quarterback who was going to lead the commanders. And it turns out that's not the case. Yeah. One injury makes a whole heck of a lot of difference. And Taylor Heineke has got this team. He's got the team rolling. So Rivera's got some decisions to make when Carson Wentz is healthy, but I think he's going to stick with the, uh, stick with the hot hand. You always stick with your hot hand. And in this case, it's Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Which uh, again, I'll say it before. I said it before. I'll say it again. PJ Walker, Taylor Heineke, spring football works. <laughs> it's true. It's true, which the XFL is back with some new teams and uh, some redesigned logos. Yes, and I have uh, up. I've created my own. Not I created my own logo, but I, I kind of updated a logo for a uh, for one of the teams. But but which I'll share a little bit later. But <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, most notable performance in your eyes? Well, for me, I got a little bit of a Batman and Robin vibe going this week. I got a dynamic duo. Ooh. I got. And they 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 are both in Philly, and both of these Eagles are flying right now. Jalen Hurts, he only threw for 285 yards, but he had four touchdowns, three of which went to A.J. Brown, who had six receptions for 156 yards and the aforementioned three TDs. Those two were clicking on all cylinders in Pittsburgh. And it was fun to watch. Let me tell you, I AJ Brown has done what uh, what they were hoping he would do when they acquired him from the Titans. Also, they have Devonta Smith on the outside. The Eagles' defense is playing well. They are clicking on all cylinders, and I would say they are they are the class of the NFC at the, at this present time. They're the only undefeated team still left in the NFL. Um, mm. And wow, Jalen Hurts continues to impress, and I was very impressed with AJ Brown uh, this past week. All right, now next is our hottest individual take of the week. Dustin, I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna have you lead off in this category. What's your hottest individual take? Uh, hottest individual takeaway from this week? Well, I don't think that I don't think that my my take is scorching hot, but I just want to, as a Seahawks fan, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that my Seahawks went in and got the win. But I will say I watched a lot of that game. The Giants hurt themselves. They had the two mm. costly fumbles that gave Seattle the ball back in the fourth quarter. Early in the fourth quarter, this game was tied at 13-13. to And um, the Giants' defense had kind of bent but not broken. And the Seattle defense, who, knock on wood, they have been playing much better as a unit – uh, I don't think they are on fire yet, and I don't want to um, count my chickens before they hatch, but the defense is improving in Seattle. But all that is to say, I thought Seattle was kind of – they got the win. They did enough to win, but I think the Giants are still a good team. Um, it looked like – I think Leonard – who's on the, the defense Leonard, for the Giants? Leonard Williams. It looked like he may former New York Jet Leonard Williams. Oh yes, <laughs> it looks like he may have sustained an injury in that game, but thankfully they thankfully they found out that wasn't the case. He should be good to go for next week. 
The Giants are still a good team, New York fans. They are still, in my mind, they're a good team. They desperately need a wide receiver or they need somebody to catch the ball. You can't just have uh, Saquon. Um, I'm hoping it's Wondell Robinson because I picked him up on my fantasy team. But the Giants will make the playoffs. I'm I'm saying it here now. They're still a good team. Don't don't uh, don't go crazy. They still know how to come back in the fourth quarter. They the DNA that is made up of the Giants team this year is all still there. If it wasn't for those two fumbles, I think the game could have been different. Especially since Tyler Lockett had a key drop in this game, and he also very uncharacteristically fumbled. Um, deep in their own territory, and it led to uh, a giant touchdown. But don't, don't, uh, don't panic, Giants fans. I think you're still in a good position. Um, Brian Dable still knows what he's doing. They're gonna, they're gonna win more games. So not a scorching hot take. Just to want to tell the Giants fans, don't worry. Yep. No, I, I would not worry if you're a Giants fan. For me, my hottest individual takeaway from this week is that the NFL really needs to look into hiring full-time referees. I, and I agree. That was after this past week. There were not. I mentioned the Jets calls earlier. I mentioned the JFM penalty. I mentioned the OPI that got missed on the Patriots touchdown. But there were some other egregious calls in other games, like the aforementioned Falcons-Panthers game. Uh after the Falcons tied the score, there's still some time left on the clock. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Mario is throwing this pass down the field. What looks like it's just completely blatant DPI, never called. Never called. He threw a bomb. He's trying to do the same kind of pass play to get within field goal range. And he throws a deep pass. Blatant. You can see clearly there's pass interference in the defense. Never gets called. Never gets called. Game goes into overtime. The Falcons still wound up winning, but... There's two referees, the back judge and there's a side judge. They're both watching the play. No call on a DPI. Yeah. And that really weird call by Jerome Booger's crew. There's that. Oh, name again. God. I said, I said it at the beginning of the, <laughs> the Giants Seahawks game. I said to Dave, I said, this is going to be the longest game. It's a Boger game. We're screwed. It's going to be. <laughs> and I said, there's going to be so many flags on the field. It's going to be just flag a palooza. And it, like in the first, almost like he heard me in the first like minute and 30 seconds, there's a flag. <laughs> yeah. And there was that really chintzy call. Uh, I, I watched it because I remember watching on, uh, on, on uh, Red Zone, where Pete Carroll's just run down the field, and there's the, the oh, side yeah. judge right there. He bumps into. I think he might. Have, I think yep. that was Jerome Booger. Booger. He uh, ran into. <sighs> it was just accidental. It was just incidental contact. All of a sudden, yes. he, Pete Carroll goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Flag goes up in the air. He's like, "Are you kidding me?" I now, know. Like, well, now the game was in hand at that point, but it was, still, it, it was, was a harmless bump. And you just – and I can't believe I forgot to mention it because the funniest part about it was uh, Jerome Boger was very eager to call a, a penalty on the Seattle Mariners when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> he said excessive – he said excessive celebration by the coaching staff for the Seattle Mariner, uh Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh geez! But we gotta look. I know a lot of these. The a lot of these referees, they're part. They're these are part-time referees. A lot of these yeah. guys have have jobs outside of referees because obviously, 
you know, 17 weeks, uh, 17, 18 week season, you got playoffs, go through, they go through February. One team will have one referee squad will have the honor of, of uh, being able to referee in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But you can't have these guys doing a part-time job for what seems to be what is really actually really a full-time job. Yeah. And, and I don't know if the referees have a union or not, or they can bargain. Or they have a collective bargaining with the NFL, but the NFL's got enough money. Like they can fund some stadiums. Oh, they can certainly. pay lots of salaries. They can pay these ridiculous salaries to the players, but they can also afford to have full-time referees who every year should go through some testing yep. in terms of knowing the rules, cleaning up the rules, clean up the calls. You can't have these guys on a part-time basis anymore where you have, or throughout the week, they're at home doing their thing, and on 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 Thursday on Thursday or Friday, they travel out of town. They go to their destination to uh, refer to officiate a, a football game. And we just need to make them. We just need to make these referees full. We need to make these officials full time. Can't yeah. be part time anymore. Yeah, I completely agree because it's not fair to them either. They're they're out there, they're out there, and they're under. I mean, I don't want to generalize, but. A whole hell of a lot of people watch football, mm-hmm. and it's the biggest sport in this country. And every week, these these um, these people are under a a huge spotlight to the Uh-oh. millions watching the, at home. These pe- the, these people, Dustin. <laughs> well, all right. These, these these I was gonna say these guys, but I had to. There there are there are a lot of uh, female referees out there. Uh, understood. Understood. Um, but, but yes. Um, these officials, how about that? These officials, there you go. They, they are under a microscope and it's, it's not fair to them either because we wouldn't, you know, if I'm working part-time at Dairy Queen, nobody's watching me like, uh, scoop the wrong flavor for somebody or something. They, the, so invest the money. You didn't turn my frosty upside down. You never <laughs> yeah. did that by my yeah. frosty. My blizzard, my blizzard's not going to turn upside down. I don't know whether it's going to come out or not. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Exactly. It's like that old cut that meat commercial for Peyton Manning there. But chicken farming. And I I get it. (laughs) And uh, it's part of the job. I understand it. But the NFL, if they want this to stop becoming a talking point, invest Mm -hmm. the money. And I've heard it. I've I've heard it. And not to just pick on everybody because all these owners have huge money. But Goodell's Roger Goodell gets a huge bonus, a huge bonus at the end of each year. Shave a little bit off that bonus and put it into two places. The first place, put it into an insurance fund for retired players to help with their medical insurance and all the Mm -hmm. incidental things for the people that have given their bodies for this league, okay, over Mm -hmm. the years. The second place, as you just so eloquently put, invest the money in training your referees. Give them a full-time job. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And at least if you want to do the bare minimum, at least have the head on each officiating crew be that's their full-time job. If you want to use the part-timers to fill in the other roles, but at least the 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 head of the officiating crew would be there to say, no, that's not the correct, you know, have full-time jobs. Yeah, I mean they get they get a report card every single week on what calls were right and which calls were wrong. And I have a feeling two of these calls are going to be at least two or three of these calls are going to be wrong this week. 
the 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 uh, pass the, the rough from the passer, the pass interference that was missed, the pa- the two pass interferences that were missed, both on offense and on defense, and that stupid ass call on Carroll just happened to bump oh, into the yes, just yes, on bumping into the uh, it was uh, bumping into the official it was completely accidental. It was no, there was no harm done. No. It was just a guy who was super enthusiastic about his team getting getting a first down that basically yeah. ended the game. Yeah. And you just happen to be in his way when he's running down the field. Yes. Come and on. It, and, uh, you know, Mark Sanchez, I got to give it to him. He cracked me up on the broadcast. He said, you know what? I, I'm going to put my conspiracy theory hat on. He said he, he did that because he didn't want Gino's head to get too big for icing the game on the first down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's like, he had to, he had to do something to, you know, keep his ego in check. You know, Sanchez, yeah. I will. I will say I'm enjoying Mark Sanchez a bit as uh, an announcer. He's he's not on Romo's level yet. I know. Hey, as a player, I was not a fan of Tony Romo, but as an announcer, I love to listen to him call the game. I love his enthusiasm. I know. I know some people are not a fan, but I I, I like it. Um, but also, and I as kind of with this topic and and forgive me I cannot remember what game it was but I would go with probably Saints Raiders cuz like I said I saw a lot of that game mm-hmm. Saints Saints defense playing well there was a roughing the pass passer call on Derek Carr which to me looked like just a clean tackle he did hit him slightly after he released the ball but the Saints defender was coming in and I would have understood it Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If he had lowered his head and had a helmet-to-helmet hit with Derek Carr, but that was not the case. It looked to me like he was lowering his shoulder, and he hit him close to the helmet with his shoulder. But how, as a defender, are you supposed to stop yourself? Right. You know, at at a certain point, momentum's going to carry you forward. And they called it. They said it was a roughing the passer. And I'm just saying, how is it? How is a defender supposed to stop? And then the refs have been told to call it because really keep an eye on it because they want to protect quarterbacks, which I get. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I think something needs to be reviewed by the cons- um, the competition committee as well because it just it this mix of the part time referees, the the overemphasis on roughing the passer calls for completely understanding reasons. It's mixing to make this cocktail where it seems like every week we're talking about calls in a game every mm-hmm. single week. Yeah, you're a billion dollar. Uh, you're a billion dollar industry. I mean, you, I don't like, I like to say that word, but it's it's an industry. You're a billion dollar company. You, you gotta get you gotta get a lot of stuff right. I mean, yeah. we, talk, we talk about the entertainment industry. How about that? I have to get things right. Uh, and 
same thing should apply to, to football. Your billion dollar, your billion dollar business. Get get it right. And I'm, I'm going to quote a particular player. I, mean, you, I want you to name him. Uh, I actually mentioned this on uh, Snowman in the Morning uh, on on Monday for my coffee with McCar- coffee with McCarthy segment. <laughs> and this is the uh, this is the quote from this player. He says the quarterback messes up, doesn't see the blitzer, or the line screws up. I don't know what happened. The quarterback or the lineman on offense. The defensive player comes in and hits him hard, and they throw a flag on the defense. Tell me the player who said that. That would be the purveyor of TB12 himself, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, it would. September 3rd, 2021, quoted from PFT, from Pro Football Talk, who or no, that I can't stand, but they had a point in this article. But <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to go to our comment section brought to you by In the Clutch. Use promo code no creds at checkout. Take a long shot up. <laughs> Use promo code no creds at checkout for 10% off your order. You can get, get yourself some MLBPA licensed apparel, some MLSPA licensed apparel. Get some really nifty t-shirts. I've worn them on the on the show before. And again, use promo code no creds at checkout. Save 10% off your order. All right, so we're going to get some comments. Not a whole lot of comments tonight, but that's okay. Uh, from 1A Latina in Cali, she says, hello, hitting the like button. Thanks. Thanks, Latina. She's one of the crew at uh, always propping up Snowman in the morning, usually in the chat with her every morning. Uh, oh, she also awesome. says, uh, she also has given us an idea. Should turn your biggest upset segment into a YouTube shorts and add the message for folks to like, share, and sub. Hey, we're getting some uh, advice. Yeah. Getting some advice. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, she also says, uh, if you can get elderberry syrup for cold, uh, I'm almost done with this cold. I'm about, ha- I'm, I'd say about probably about tomorrow I'll start turning it around. Uh, so hopefully, you know, this, this, uh, mostly it's in my, it's in my nose. So, you know, so get that stuff out tonight. And she's, uh, it looks like she's, she's gone. She says peace. So thank you, Latina and Callie. We appreciate your comments. And we're going to go into, we're actually going to talk about the NFL trade deadline. It was a very tr- busy deadline today. Oh, yeah. But first, we got to talk about our friends, one of our friends at Godzilla Media, and that is Mohawk Honda. Listen, it's fall. Doesn't feel like it right now, but it's fall. <laughs> Crisp morning air, pumpkin muffins, beautiful foliage, and the seasons may change, but the one constant is buying experience at Mohawk Honda, where you are greeted with a smile and treated with respect. The new vehicle inventory is really ramping up too with pilots, passports, and ridgelines. Remember, this is the best time ever to sell your vehicle. We buy cars, or they buy cars. And in some cases, you may be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. Just another advantage you get from the number one volume dealer in the capital region. General Manager Greg Johnson and his team of sales consultants are always available to help you in the buying process. Big news, Scott Monahan is back at Mohawk Honda. He brings his 30-plus years of automotive experience with him. Stop in and welcome Scott home. And hey, also go see some, go see my guy Evan Zuelan. Uh He got me into the uh, uh, the four doors, the four doors and a hatch of a 2016 Honda HRV. Yes, the seasons change, but at Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Bridge Road in Scotia and online at MohawkHonda.com, they always go out of their way to please you. So, Dustin, let's talk about this NFL trade deadline. We had 10 trades today alone. I guess this, I believe it's, they said it was the – I think it was Schefter who tweeted out – Adam Schefter who tweeted out this is the busiest deadline day, trade deadline day in the history of the NFL. 
Uh, wow. If you had a chance to look at the trades, which trades kind of surprised you? Which trades you were like, wow, this team's all in on uh, on this uh, on trade deadline. So, you know, do you have a chance to look at the trades? Which ones, I, which ones impressed you? Which ones surprised you? Which ones you were like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I I haven't had a chance to look at a lot of the trades. I was uh, working diligently at my day job, see. But um, I, there was one that caught my eye, the one that was shocking. And I understand it because of the record for the team this year. Um, but the Lions trading TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings – Within the division, that shocked me. Also, because TJ yeah. Hawkinson has long been a offensive weapon for the Lions. He he is. Um, you thought, and I I don't think he's particularly uh, up there in age. I think he's still relatively no. young. So I thought they would be hanging on to him um, for the future as part of the build in Detroit. But to trade him within the division, usually that does not happen. So apparently, maybe he maybe he wasn't. Um, thought of as highly as I thought by the, by the current regime, the Dan, Dan Campbell and the regime there. Um, so that one surprised me. The other one, and I understand why they're doing it. Um, and you wondered, you wondered if he was going to be traded uh, because he was rumored to be on the outs in Pittsburgh, but I thought the giants might work to go get him as chase Claypool yeah, uh, I will say the Bears was not the team that I expected to be in the running for um, Chase Claypool. I haven't had a chance to look at the picks and or players that the Steelers received in return. for I, the. Chase I believe Claypool. it was a second round pick in next year's draft. OK. All right. Um, so and you I'm confirming right now. <laughs> all right. And you understand why the Bears are doing it, because they want. They want another young receiver to build uh, with Justin Fields, who I will say I think is finally heading in the right direction. The Bears, the Bears had some decent moments in that game against Dallas. There was never a time where you thought the game was going to be in doubt. Dallas is by far a superior team, but you can you can kind of. It was the first time for me, at least, where I say, okay, I can kind of see what the Bears are trying to build here. So you understand why. They went this direction to go get Claypool, but I, I thought the Giants or another team that really needed a receiver would would go out and get Claypool. Yeah, that was the head scratcher in my mind was Claypool to the Bears for a second rounder. It wasn't the second rounder that they received from the Ravens for Roquan Smith in that trade that happened. I believe it was yesterday. Um, but this was uh, this was a head scratcher in my mind because the, the Bears' record. And if I'm looking at the standings right now, I see the Bears are currently at three and five. So they're kind of behind in they're I think they're two games behind in the in the wild hunt for the wild card. So they're no by no means out of contention. But you just traded Robert Quinn. Yeah. To the you just Eagles. Trade Ro- to the Eagles for like mm-hmm. a six-round pick. You just trade Roquan Smith for the Ravens second rounder next year. And now you're acquiring a wide receiver for a second rounder, your own second rounder for next year. And just it's a bit of a head scratcher in my mind. I, I mean, you train your you train your best defensive players as if to say, okay, we're gonna rebuild the defense next year, but then you bring in a wide receiver, and in a way it kind of works, but in another way, it's you're like, really, did you have to spend a second rounder when you could have saved that pick? 
to get a wide receiver next year. Yeah. Yeah. That I, was a... I see the logic there. Um, but like I said, I kind of think that they just are trying to build around fields and maybe I don't know enough about Eberflus's uh, coaching philosophy. I don't know whether he's an offensive or defensive. Uh, he was the uh, offensive coordinator in Indianapolis before okay. he hired. Then that's so that's what he's looking at. He's an offensive minded coach, and that's what he's that's what he's trying to do, I guess, is is acquire more weapons for his young quarterback. Who knows? Yeah. And uh that was a another another kind of a head scratcher in my mind was a uh was was the TJ Hawkinson trade. You, yes. why are you trading why are you trading to a team in your own division uh, uh, who you rarely trade with in the first place? Yeah. I mean the, I mean the, I, I figured I figured Hawkinson was going to be a uh, a building block for mm-hmm. Dan Campbell. He's built a team for this is I believe it is his third year with the team. Yes, I think that's right. And you're trading him to a division rival. I'm kind of confused in that in that regard, but Look, if you're if you're comfortable with the way you're going, and you know if you figure this season's lost, then fine. But you're treating your your best your your best uh, probably your best receiver outside of equity uh, outside of Amon Ross St. Brown. Yes, um, that's just a head scratcher in my mind. I mean, I I know I know they just I know the Vikings just lost one of their tight ends, so that could be a factor into it. Uh, actually, it's funny. I saw on social media today the uh, T.J. Hawkinson's evolution into a Viking. You see him with the short hair uh, haircut in his uh, draft photo, and you see him growing it out, growing it out, growing it out, growing it out. Yeah. <laughs> and now he looks like a uh, kind of looks like a Viking. So, yeah. Now, here's another trade that was kind of interesting: the uh, the the Jacksonville Jaguars acquiring acquiring Calvin Ridley the Atlanta Falcons. And to me, it seemed like a gamble. <laughs> well, I, again. has he been officially reinstated? I no. Yeah. See that, that's what almost makes, makes it even more strange for me when I, <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't hear about this trade bow. And I, I saw it on the rundown. I went, what? <laughs> Yeah, the earliest that Calvin Ridley can, according to ESPN, the earliest he can be reinstated is February 15th of 2023. Wow. Wow. I'm trying to see who they trade. Okay, so they trade him for a fifth round pick in 2023 and a conditional pick, fourth round pick in 2024. So if, and it says if uh, the conditional pick could become a third rounder if Ridley reaches certain incentives in 2023 or it could be a second rounder if he signed to an extension. So the Falcons get a 2023 fifth round pick, and it could possibly be a second rounder in 2024 if he signs an extension. So I don't know what kind of impact this, this is not going to have an immediate impact no. for the Jaguars offense, obviously because of the, uh, the suspension, which is kind of also a little bit uh, weird, but, yeah, you know the rules. Are, the rules are the rules, and that's why it wasn't. And and the funniest part of this trade about this trade was that he was traded to the team that he bet the oh, Falcons man. would win back wow. in twenty twenty one. Wow! <laughs> while he was on while he was on uh, the pup list, I did not realize that. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but this is a this is a head scratcher in all ways because I mean for the Falcons, you understand maybe they don't want him around. They're gonna try to get something for him. But for the Jaguars, you you're you're taking a flyer on an unknown commodity. I mean, he is okay. I should rephrase. We know what he can do. We know yes. what we've seen him do on the football mm-hmm. t- field. Yes. And obviously, obviously, the Jaguars must have looked at tape of him or evaluated him some other way. And they're saying, okay, he's he's gonna he's gonna be worth it. But with a with a um, layoff this long, you don't really know what you're getting in Calvin Ridley. You have right. to you have to wonder if he's. I'm, I imagine he's staying in shape, but you don't know. This is a this is a bit of a, a gamble, pun intended, by the Jaguars as well. Um, but I guess see the example of Josh Gordon. He had his oh, well documented. Sorry, for it's play sound effect. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I guess I guess it's a classic example of if you have enough talent, you will get another chance because Josh Gordon he had his well documented problems off the field. We don't mm-hmm. need to get into him. And mm-hmm. how many teams brought him in after the Browns let him go? I mean, I think the Chiefs were the latest that brought yes. him in this year and then mm-hmm. just, you know, and kicked the tires on him. But the Seahawks brought him back. They famously brought him in twice. Uh, there were a couple teams before that, if memory serves. He might have tried to go back to the Browns originally. I, I can't remember, but he got a number of chances. And Ridley, to your point, I, I think the suspension was a little harsh. For what he had done, there are guys that um, that uh, took banned substances and other things, uh, other things that got longer suspend or shorter suspensions than than Ridley. But like you said, the rules are the rules. Yep. But yeah. Yep. All right. So the trade deadline, a very wild trade deadline, is over, and that's where we're that's we're going to move on over to odds and ends. We've got some. A myriad of stories from around sports and also entertainment, because why not? Uh, <laughs> today is November 1st. Yesterday was Halloween. Today is November 1st. And uh, a certain pop superstar oh, has geez. emerged from her from her fortress of, of solitude uh, to bring us this message uh, on the day on, on this day, All Saints Day 2022. Let's take a look. Dustin. Now, I'll put I'll, I'll put a caveat on this. Mariah Carey is still very very attractive at 50, 50 I think it was she's fifty two. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing all right. <laughs> she's doing okay. But. Uh, yep, she's fifty two. I was right. No, oh, right on the money. Right on the money. But this is not this is not the official start of Christmas in my mind. 
I'm sorry. Note is not. Note is not. And, and I'm not trying to damn put. A, I'm not trying to be a wet blanket for anybody's fun. Mm-hmm. But for me, you know, Christmas music goes on either on Black Friday, or it goes on when the first snowfall hits. Okay. Okay. I that's when a Christmas. That. Start, that's when the Christmas season begins. That's when the Christmas season begins. That's why I believe. That's why I, I, I think. Why I think. Why I see snow, or Black Friday rolls around. That's Christmas to me. Yep. November first is not is not no. no no no. And this is and I will say I mean, she's showing off the five octave range there among among other things. But the laugh was terrible. The laugh <laughs> as the witch it was terrible. But I think that, that might have been canned. I think. Yeah, it sounded like it was canned, except for maybe the very end of it. I don't know. But uh, this give Thanksgiving its due. I yeah, Thanksgiving Day. Yes, yes. <laughs> First of all, respect our veterans. Secondly, Thanksgiving is a holiday. Damn it! I. <laughs> I love Thanksgiving is one of my favorite fam- yes. uh, holidays. You get together yeah, and, and I get it. Some people have issues with their family. I don't. I like to get together with my family. I like to eat a lot of food. And also we're a football podcast. We love to watch football. Now, yeah. now, now it looks like maybe hopefully the Lions will be entertaining. The Cowboys are probably going to be good this year. Hopefully the games are good. Hopefully the games are good. But the mm-hmm. food is always good. I like discussing yes. favorite Thanksgiving foods. I like what's the favorite sides. Are you a turkey uh, Thanksgiving person? Are you, you know, are you a breast man, a wing man, or a leg man? Yeah. Yes. Light or dark meat, all that stuff. Do you cook uh-huh. the stuffing in the bird or outside of it? You know, some people say in the bird is unsanitary now. I don't know. But Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanksgiving is a delight. And even if you yes. don't, I, I understand, not everybody likes every holiday, but let thanksgiving give it give it a chance to breathe give it it a chance to breathe and if you're looking for a thanksgiving movie may i suggest planes trains and automobiles turn it on sit down you're gonna have a great time like ryan said not trying to yuck anyone's yum here i get it a lot of people wait all year for christmas but let thanksgiving breathe you know you know it's too early mariah it's too early yes now, and yum, I yum, admit, to, yum to Mariah Carey, but yuck to the uh, having the Christmas in November, Christmas season start yes, November 1st. Yes, it's too early. It's too early. And I will even accept Thanksgiving night. I'm getting a glimpse into my childhood here. A lot mm-hmm. of times after dinner was over, after everybody was starting to leave, maybe the majority of the party, had, um, the family had left. You're eating a bit of leftover pie. We used to get together, me and my sister and my cousins. We used to get together at my grandma's house and we would sit down and we would watch what home alone which is a christmas movie and but they always played it right after thanksgiving like after dinner was over i can even accept that you want to jump right into christmas before the turkey's even cold have at it but eat the turkey first have dinner yep yep 
Sorry, Mariah. We dig you, but <laughs> ain't time yet, honey. No. All right. Our next topic on odds and ends. We're going to talk. Uh, uh, you sent me this video, Dustin. Uh, you said you want to talk about it just, just a little bit. Uh, this is uh, Marshawn Lynch had the opportunity on, I believe it was Wednesday, to visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it's not what you think. No, he's not signing with the Buccaneers. At least that's what we're led to believe. But yeah. We're going to watch this a little bit and react to it. So let's go ahead and uh, let's show the people what we're talking about. What's up, Chief? How you doing, man? Oh, you can't, still can't talk. You got me out here talking my damn self. All right, Captain Beast Mode. Hey, man, I, hey, man, I came with this. <laughs> I got on me, too. What's happening? Your don't look like it's about that life. You feel me? Captain Black Sparrow in this thing. Nah, I got dreads, bro. Is it supposed to be like this? What, what's, what's your name? What's the mascot name? Captain Fear. Captain Fear? Yep, Captain Fear. All right. <laughs> oh, hell no. Nah. What I thought I was tweaking on. I'm still a town. You understand me? Hey, man. Hey, man, the flies powered on two feet. Oh, it. Damn, boy, you smooth with that. That popcorn do smell hella good. Which way we going? Another knocker. Check it out. We finna go uh, jump on the, uh, on the whip one time, though. We still call it a whip, right? Hey, watch how I hit these high steps with these things. Oh man, it's that part that gets me running up the running up the. Watch stairs. you run up these Evan stairs. High steps. <laughs> <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't catch. It didn't catch the end. Oh, geez. Hold on, I'll bring it back in. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh, we're all here? We're, we're I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it didn't catch the entire video. I I thought I was going to get, but um, oh yeah, yeah. But it uh, and then the cannons go off, and he's like, oh my god, the cannons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he thinks the ship rolls like a caddy. I'll tell you the fact so. the, the fact that he they had to bleep out. Like half of what he said oh, yeah. was the most entertaining part of it all. Oh yeah, yeah. He and and I think it was maybe last week he was live and they didn't uh, and he was commenting on the fans in the stands that I think it was a Cal game because he famously he went there and uh, yep. drove he, the car he, around the field after the Stanford game one year too. He, he let uh, he let an F bomb fly on live TV and the best was he <laughs> reacted like he was like oh like he he did it. <laughs> I, and let me say, I'm biased. I love him from his time in Seattle, but put Marshawn Lynch on TV more. I will yes. watch whatever he is doing. He has personality. You cannot deny yeah. it. I'm surprised they didn't put. They didn't get, he didn't give any skittles to Captain Fear. <laughs> yeah, that's an oversight on Marshawn's part. But uh, is, maybe maybe is, next is. time I would watch him visit every team in the NFL. I want I want to see what he has to say about Fireman Ed. I want <laughs> I want to see what what's going on. I want to see him comment on Steely McBeam if that is even still the <laughs> the Steelers mascot. Yeah. I I don't know. 
He obviously knows Blitz very well, so we don't need to have him in Seattle, although I'd mm. love to see it. Maybe. Although maybe. I do guys, I do guys say to Marshawn, uh, watch where you put in that sword, man. You don't want to cut off your mouth. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to let Lorena Baba it yourself. Yes, know? yes. And, and if, if anybody's watching in Gen Z who doesn't know who Lorena Baba is, just Google it. Just, <laughs> trust me. All right, our next clip from the odds and ends, we're going to take it over to the NHL. And Daryl Sutter, after Ooh. a press uh, during a press conference, uh, post game press conference on Saturday, uh, was asked about one of his players leaving uh, very abruptly towards the locker room against against the uh, Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Oil, the Oilers, excuse me. And uh, this is what he had to say after he was asked that question. Huberto left the bench for a little bit in the first period. Are you able to say what it was? I think he'd go take a shot. <laughs> I'll play it again. <laughs> so I'll play it again in case you didn't hear it. You you definitely want if you if there's kids in the room, you, you kind of uh, just plug the ears for a second. Huberto left the bench for a little bit in the first period. Are you able to say what it was? I think you'd go take a shot. <laughs> well, Daryl hey. Sutter is one of the more verbose individuals in uh, in in the uh, in the NHL coaching ranks. He's very, I've, I've been he's been described as kind of Bill Belichick like. Yeah, I can the, see uh, it with the delivery, the delivery, and like the kind of I won't say he's intimidating, but he's uh, he's very blunt <laughs> in his response. So. <laughs> So I, I, I mean, part of it is I, I, he might have been honest. I mean, those, that, it takes a while to get that hockey equipment on and off. I've had friends who have played hockey, and they say, yeah. "Yeah, definitely relieve yourself before you put your equipment on." Yes, but he might have also been kind of playing it close to the vest a little bit. If it was, if there was actually an injury, perhaps, yeah, perhaps. But I will say, you know, the Battle of Alberta that can get your stomach churning. I'll tell you. So maybe who knows? But yeah, because because hockey, understandably so, they're more they're more cloak and dagger about it than any other sports because oh yeah, people do have skates and sticks, you know. Mm-hmm. So they just say, oh, it's an upper body injury or it's a lower, lower body, body injury because they don't because they don't want to let you know exactly. They don't want people bashing you. Oh, oh, you know, uh, he's out with his his left knee, and then he comes back like two games later, and these people are just bashing on his left. Yeah, knee, they're so. they're checking his they're checking his knee with a stick. Yeah, yeah. So he might have been yeah. a cloak and dagger. Yeah, uh, gotta appreciate gotta appreciate hockey sometimes, you know. All right, and the last thing is in our last item in our odds and ends, and I, I just because kind of last minute, but the XFL in twenty twenty three though they're coming back again. Uh, is XFL 2.5, and they announced the logos and the names, team names for all their eight franchises. So we've got the Dallas Arlington area; they'll be known as the Renegades. The Dallas Renegades played in 2020. It's now the Arlington Renegades. Uh, the DC Defenders remains the same. Houston remains the Roughnecks. Uh, Orlando, they'll be the Orlando Guardians. Now the New yeah, York Guardians New played. York in 2020 and i was kind of disappointed they didn't go with the orlando apollos like the aaf that was a top-notch name with a top-notch logo and steve spurrier was their head coach and they actually i think they were i think they went six and one before the aaf folded so it's kind of sad 
I think it's kind of sad they didn't go back to the Apollos. They probably couldn't get the naming rights for that. Uh, San Antonio, get the San Antonio Brahmas. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a nod to the uh, the Rock being the Brahma Bull of the WWE once upon a time. Oh, yeah. uh, the Seattle uh, team is the Seattle Sea Dragons, not the Seattle yeah. Dragons, the Sea Dragons. The St. Louis Battlehawks are back. And last but not least, the Vegas team is known as the Vegas Vipers. Uh, Timba Bay was there was a Timba there were the Timba Bay Vipers back in 2020. Uh, yeah, so they decided to go with the uh, with the new logo and color scheme for Vegas. Now, I took some time on Monday or yesterday, and uh, I uh, decided to make an alteration to the uh, Seattle logo. So, let's go ahead and take a look. <laughs> At the logo, my my modified logo for the uh, for your Seattle Sea Dragons. And uh, if you're not familiar with Homestar Runner, uh, the cartoon Homestar Runner, this is an adaptation of uh, Trogdor, the the Burninator. <laughs> uh, okay, it's been see now I get it because I haven't watched Homestar Runner in a long time, but I was a fan back in the day. Yeah, but so you get the you get the, you get the beefy arm coming out the side there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no consummate Vs, though. I was kind of disappointed that there's no consummate Vs. Although <laughs> I had the little skinny legs. Yes. So the CLC Dragons burning the countryside uh, in 2023. <laughs> I Now, let me uh, let me just say a couple quick comments about this. Um, I watched the reveal video for the team logos and the team names. I was excited about the XFL when it came back in 2020 and I watched a lot of the football and I thought they did some good things and I'm excited Mm -hmm. for it to come back and I will be watching. Mm -hmm. However, three Texas teams, it seems a little, I don't know. I, it seems like three Texas teams when they don't have a team in New York, when they don't have a team in Chicago, they don't have a team in, in what you would think are some major cities. And I understand part of that is they probably don't want to compete with the NFL. Maybe they don't want to, they don't want to. Um, and I don't, and I don't understand the full things, but those videos, first of all, they use the same voiceover for like half of them. They were alternating between this male voiceover for some of the teams, this female voiceover for some of the teams, and during the St. Louis, <laughs> during the St. Louis Battlehawks one. Now I watched a few Battlehawks game when the yep. games when they came back. Taylor Heineke. And I don't Louis know. Battlehawk. Oh, okay, perfect. He fits right into the show. Mm-hmm. And, I, and PJ Walker, Houston, a few, uh, Houston Roughnecks. Yeah, he was Houston Roughnecks. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. But they said at the end of this video, they said. They will, they will teach you that caw is the law. Now, was that a slogan when the Battle Hawks came back? Oh, yes, man. it was a it was a fan, it was a fan uh thing. They they that was the like the battle cry of the Battle Hawks. Caw. So caw is the law in St. Louis, which I'm I'm surprised that with their partnership, they actually have a partnership with the NFL. Okay. Uh, so yeah. they have that partnership. The US they're actually competing with the USFL. Okay, that's what they're competing with. I so that's yeah. why you don't see a team in Jersey. That's why you don't see a team in Pittsburgh or, or some of these other cities. So which I'm and I'm also surprised they didn't go back, they didn't go to San Diego. Um not well with Jack Murphy Stadium torn down, but I guess the San uh, I guess uh, San Diego State has a has a new field. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't expand into 
they expanded to St. Louis considering the bad relationship, the bad ending of the relationship with the NFL and the city of St. Louis when Stan Kroenke yeah. decided to uh, go back to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, caught caught is the law in St. Louis. <laughs> I've come, and the law is coming back in February 2023. I watched that on my lunch, and I think I audibly, I audibly went, oh. When they get that, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> man, but hey, I did the Battlehawks. They were an entertaining team, if I remember. I, I yes. just the only team that I really and I did watch them because I I love my Seahawks and I and mm-hmm. I root for the Sounders FC. So I was like, ah, let's let's get on with the Dragons. Jim Zorn, I love you, but you didn't have the Dragons hopping. You did that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they were they were struggling. My they team were, was the New York. My team was the New York Guardians, and I was actually the beat reporter for Belly Up Sports when they started. So mm-hmm. um, um, it was it was a uh, Matt McGloin, the most interesting post, <laughs> the most interesting halftime interview. In oh my god! I the short that. history of the XFL, yeah. and uh, if you get a chance to to go on YouTube and just type in Matt McGloin Guardians halftime. The the oh it was just his his he his him throwing his team under the bus against oh, DC yeah. was just he was so frustrated. It was a work of art in terms of throwing his team under the bus. <laughs> he was driving it. Oh, he was. All right, we're gonna get out of here. But before we do that, Dustin, why don't you go ahead and tell the fine folks about the Extra Life fundraiser? that you're coming up to come down to the wire. Yeah. Well, actually, and um, glimpse behind to see how the sausage is made. I will be finalizing some things for the stream after the show tonight, because uh, the weekend is upon us It's Saturday, November 5th. I will be streaming games for hopefully 24 hours. If not, I will go as long as possible. I am planning on starting between 9 a.m. and 930 a.m. Um, and I will be raising money to fight childhood cancer and other sicknesses. I'm affiliated. uh, I'm raising money for a charity called Extra Life. They are affiliated with the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. The local branch here that I will be raising money for is the Bernard and Millie Duker Children's Hospital at Albany Med. To those of you who have already donated, uh, you are beyond generous. Words can't express how thankful I am. If you haven't donated, I have the fundraiser on Facebook. You can go to my Extra Life page and just search. um, The website is extra-life.org and just search for Eldusto67. You can find my page. I will be streaming. Hop on by. Join me on Twitch. We're going to have a good time. All right. And you might see an appearance by uh, yours truly during the uh during the live stream too, just to stop and say hello, say hello to Dustin. Maybe give him some refreshments. Oh, excellent! Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Going. Anytime, anytime. All right. As for me, the other side project I have is called "Have Another Donut." A New Jersey Devils podcast is now available. New episodes uh, after a week of not having an episode because of uh, a family member being a family member uh, having an emergency and to postpone that uh, particular episode. But episode two is now out. Talk about the last two weeks, New Jersey Devils hockey. Also talk about a little bit about the Utica Comets and the Adirondack Thunder, which are the farm teams for the New Jersey Devils. So have another donut, a New Jersey Devils podcast available now. Uh, I believe it right now it's on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Play. We're still trying to figure out 
I'm still trying to figure out how to get to uh, to go onto Apple Podcasts, but uh, oh. those three those three you can find. You can also find it on Godzilla Media's YouTube channel if you care to see this face talk about New Jersey Devils hockey for a good half hour. So, awesome. so that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much for, that's it for the show, and we're going to scoot on out of here, but before we do that, just want to remind you about our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at NoCredsReq, Facebook.com, NoCredsReq on YouTube. It's YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsReq. And also subscribe to the podcast. Spreaker, again, is our home base right down here below. Spreaker is <laughs> our home base. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, whichever podcast platform you prefer. Leave a rating. Five stars is preferred. This many fingers, or actually four fingers and a thumb. That's how many stars we would like to have you rated at. And also review. If you leave a review, I might even read that review on the air. Thanks again for joining us on No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are always, as always, presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. On behalf of future Auburn head coach Dustin Henry, (laughs) I'm Ryan Ryan McCarthy. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. Oh, wrong one. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 